0: Hello and welcome back to Soul Flow Podcast. This is episode four. My name is Melissa Bruce. Thank you all for joining us today. We have a special episode here with Jason Bruce. Um, Today we're going to talk about Reiki and energy healing. So take it away, Jay.
1: Uh, Yes, thank you, Melissa. So today I wanted to talk about Reiki and energy healing and just about how I've just like what I've discovered and my journey with it up until this point and the benefits that I've seen from it. So just to get started, I guess my energy healing actually started with meditation. Meditating actually, when you're doing different types of meditations, uh, body scanning meditation, it's actually healing meditation, focusing on chakras, those types of meditations. They're just a different form of healing. So my first Experience with energy healing was during my meditation retreat. I think it was probably the third or fourth day we were doing a body scan meditation, kind of like a body scan meditation, something similar to body scan meditation, through a Vipassana meditation retreat that I was doing. And I had an energy block in my stomach through meditation and focusing on that energy in a very open way and just accepting that it was there. I was able to actually release it and after releasing it, uh, it opened me up to feeling my body's vibration and just energies in general and just being more sensitive to the, the energies that I feel in my body and then even in people that are near me or around me. So that's I think that was kind of what opened me up to energies, even just experiencing energies from that standpoint. And then, then from there, uh, I started looking into energy healing. There's a lady Donna Eden, she's pretty popular. she does different types of energy healing just hands on not not any reiki or anything like that. So just like a simple hands-on technique that she uses is you can put one hand on your forehead and one hand on the back of your head and that can actually help with headaches and migraines just to kind of alleviate that pain just from putting your hands on yourself so
0: but do you do you with that don't you think you need to be focusing in on where you want the energy to go? It has to be intentional, right? If you have one hand to the forehead, one hand to the back of the head.
1: Not the way that she taught it. All of our hands have um a magnetism to them. So, you know, like people wear those like magnetic bracelets to help with like um what's it help with like arthritis or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you're just putting these your, ma- your magnetic hands on your head. They can help just alleviate a headache. I guess the only difference, like you're 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 thinking more intention-based, which, which would be reiki energy which is the same thing it's similar i wouldn't say it's the same thing if you're not attuned to reiki obviously your your energy is going to be a little different so and she also does another one where you actually sweep your hands you start with your left hand on your right shoulder and you sweep it across to your hip and then you put your right hand on your left shoulder and sweep it across to the other hip and you do that a few times and that'll actually help get you more energy it's really i'm not sure the exact explanation it's been a while since i actually even use that technique but i've used it a few times and it kind of has helped me like get some energy and can kind of maybe make me a little hyper so
0: it's probably like opening up the meridians in some way
1: yes probably
0: the i mean i don't know how the only energy systems that i really know about is the sh- chakras mm-hmm. so as far as what you're describing i don't know
1: yeah like I said that, I mean that was just like I kind of was just looking for energy healing techniques and she has some YouTube videos and that was like I don't I think it was actually one of her YouTube videos or she did a workshop. This was years ago though, probably like four or five years ago. So that was kind of you know just along my energy healing journey and then the moment like when, when our nephew actually fell out of a tree, um, ended up having a mild concussion and fractured his wrist. And he ran to me, he actually had the wind knocked out of him, and he ran to me and I didn't know what to do. I was like kind of in shock, you know, I have no medical training, so I was, and instinctively I put my hand on his chest, and the, the second I did that, he was actually able to to catch his breath, and it, whether I had something to do with that or not, it really doesn't matter because he was able to breathe, that was the most important part, but that kind of opened me up to even that more like, there's something to this, like it felt like I you know what I mean? Like, it was like I opened up some small blockages that he may have had or whatever. So then I got into looking into Reiki, because when you search for energy healing, Reiki usually comes up. And that was actually interesting, because I still remember I watched a Reiki video on YouTube. It was actually, like, the level one. is like an online training class, although you can't get attuned online. Well, some people will offer it, but I won't go into that. That's kind <laughs> of the controversy part of it. So I, you know, just le- I just wanted to learn. So, you know, watched the whole level one video it was like an hour and a half long. And then the next day, I actually went to a law of attraction meetup and ended up sitting next to a Reiki master. And that was like kind of my connection into Reiki and how I got started. And a couple months later, I got my level one. Then 21 days later, I got level two. And I've been a master for almost a year now. So that's my journey into energy healing.
0: So as far as like you say energy, like healing, like can you explain what that means? Because like there's, I'm sure there's people listening that probably are like, yeah, okay. But I just know my beliefs as far as what I know about chakras and energetic bodies and things like that. How it ties into it, but us talking about Reiki and energy healing as far as what you're going to talk about. How, how would you say that that is?
1: Yeah, so start off with Reiki. Reiki, Reiki actually stands for Universal Life Energy. Ray means Universal Life, and Key means Energy. So it's basically explained that it's this universal energy that we all can have access to through attunements. Some do believe that before you even are attuned, that you still have access to Reiki, although it may be at a weaker level. I always explain level one, two, and three as like kind of like turning the volume knob up on your Reiki so Reiki is channeled through me it's not something it's not an energy that I'm giving off so it it doesn't drain you and it's an intelligent intuitive energy that kind of goes where you need to do where you need to go so as far as like energy healing I guess like I've learned other techniques as well Um, the emotion code which I'm not certified in so I won't really go too much into that but you guys can look into it if you want I'll uh, put a link for the book below there's different energy blocks. You know, chakras have imbalances, either overactive, underactive. So there, I guess there's just different... I guess I follow a couple different belief systems, like with the chakras, with the balancing. So we're healing the chakras to make them balance properly. And then there's also, I believe, there are energy blockages. Anytime we have a negative experience in our lives, we hold on to it in certain parts of our body, which can affect our chakras.
0: Well, or, and also... Ancestral. Yes. Things passed down to us we hold on to without even realizing. Right. Our past lives.
1: Past lives and from our parents. So we hold, the, we hold on to these. So yeah, so Reiki is um, just a way to remove these negative cords, attachments, negative energy blocks that we have. You know, if you have a stomach issue, that means there's some negative energy in there. And it's just a way to kind of clear that energy.
0: So basically... Anything you hold on to energetically, positive or negative, is going to affect you physically. Correct. Which, if, if you don't know what chakras are, chakras are, chakra means spinning wheel. So down the center of our body, like along the spine, energetically we have these chakras. And the main seven, your root chakra, your sacral chakra, your solar plexus, your heart, your throat, your third eye... In your crown chakra the main seven if you've ever been to our studio on our wall we have the big um, tree da- little lady doing tree pose and then the chakras that run down the body starting from the bottom up you go with the root chakra so the root chakra basically encompasses the bottom half of the body but that's your roots you think about your roots your you know things from the past things that you're carrying on from parents past lives so affects your stability and things like that so each chakra represents something physically or deeper even than just physically but if you have a physical issue with you know a, a broken leg or you know tightness in the bottom half of the body you know that's that can go with the root chakra but also talking about instability in your life so if you want to learn more about the chakras, I highly, highly recommend a book and we'll post it to here um, Wheels for Life. It's a long read, but super, super informational and makes so much sense. And it's like probably the best chakra book that I read. It's by uh, Ananda Judith. And just talking about energetically things we hold on to, how it affects us physically. But going back into Reiki, I never knew what Reiki was until you. Talked about it and then you got really into it with getting your attunements. But like experiencing your Reiki and watching you go through your attunements and things like that, um, it's pretty amazing because I know the more you got into it, not just Reiki, but more of the spiritual things, your meditation got deeper, you got into more things, your Reiki just got more intense like in a good way
1: yeah 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 I mean and that's one of the things you know we actually have a Reiki level one class coming up this Saturday at the studio I'm
0: excited I'm gonna get a tune I
1: know I'm excited too and uh it's the the more you practice the, the more you feel the energies the more you're you're kind of connected to the feelings um, and that can open up other things or not it really just depends on you but it's opened up a lot for me as far as like intuition and even seeing, you know, having visual, I guess I would call them like kind of psychic visions um, from some of my clients. And I don't always get them. But when I do, like, it's really, it's really just an awesome addition to the energy healing to be able to kind of give them a little insight that I'm, you know, seeing and that I'm able to share that with them. But yeah, the Reiki, Reiki has definitely opened me up to a lot. It's made me, like you said, my, made my meditations much, much deeper, and that's because it's given me another sense of awareness. Um, even doing my Reiki sessions on clients is very, it's very rewarding for me too. just to, to perform a Reiki session, because for an entire hour, 45 minutes to an hour, I am completely focused on healing someone else, and so it's like, it's meditative, but it's also giving in the fact that I'm not thinking about myself for that hour. I'm completely focused on sending them nothing but, but Reiki energy and I. And I also kind of include mentally um, positive, any positive energy that I can channel. I give them and then unconditional love. So I'm like kind of, you know, just giving them my all for that hour, which is just priceless.
0: So. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to what you're saying before. You have to be open to it, and you have to. Be- if you go in there just being a skeptic and just, you know, as far as Reiki treatment goes, if you're just being a skeptic and, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work, then I feel like it's not going to work. It's like with anything, like, it, law of attraction you're talking about, you mm-hmm. know, if you, whatever you say, it's gonna you're going to attract that. So if you're saying something negative about it, you're going to attract something negative. But I know for me, like, I was a little bit of a skeptic, too, because I was like, because first of all, you you don't touch, I mean... You start with your hands on the shoulders, but for most of it, it's hands off.
1: Yeah, I do. Some light touching and then hands off for the most part. There there are people that do practice that, you know, I mean, you can do hands on. For me as a man, um, and especially when I'm practicing on women, I prefer not to touch any part below their shoulder to, you know, anywhere. Like, I don't want to touch their legs or yeah. their stomach or and obviously not their chest.
0: Well, and if people are going for healing, you don't know what kind yeah. of trauma they've had. So if you go touching them when they don't. I mean, I'm sure you would let them know, but yeah, I, I definitely think... It's the same thing with yoga. If you adjust somebody without them being aware of it, you can really trigger some old past motions and things.
1: But yeah, so yeah, it's definitely light touch. So I, I usually only touch uh, the top of people's heads and then their shoulders. And then at the end of the treatment, I'll touch their feet or ankles just for grounding. Um, but other than that, I'm... Uh, it's, yeah, you're right. It is, it is all hands-off, so it's like, well, where does the work come? Like, you know, so...
0: Well, yeah, but experiencing it myself, I definitely, definitely can feel. And just, it's so relaxing. If anything, if you don't, if you go in there and you're expecting, like, oh my gosh, I'm expecting to feel something or whatever, you know, you could be disappointed in that way too. But if anything, you will leave feeling super relaxed, super calm. It's just so relaxing to just be able to, Get, you know, energetically something that maybe you're missing or lacking. So, but even being around you sometimes, I your energy is almost too much for me because somebody that has anxiety my whole life, <laughs> when I feel the energy flowing through my body, I'm at the point in my life now where I can actually distinguish if it's energy or anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then I look back on my life and and now where I'm at, thinking maybe this whole time it was just my energetic bodies flowing, and I just didn't know how to handle it. But now I can distinguish when it's energy flowing through my body. So sometimes I have to step away if I'm not ready for it. If if you're you've come home after you've done a few Reiki treatments or you know you're you're meditating, whatever, and I'm next to you and I can feel the energy. Sometimes it's Like, oh yeah, I need this. And sometimes I'm just kind of like, all right, I just want to chill and relax. Like, I need to step away. But I think we should talk about now, like, crystals, how they help with, you know. I know for me, I wear crystals to help with that energetic levels that I have. Because certain crystals do certain things and help in certain ways. And I know even with your Reiki treatments, you do, like, Reiki treatments with crystals. So... Yeah, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and actually, um, I actually kind of incorporated some of my crystals even with my regular I'm, with my regular practice. Um, sometimes I'll just, uh, I've, I've been using selenite, and um, I use kyanite as well. Uh, selenite is just good for clearing negative energies. I have a selenite wand. I know a lot of Reiki practitioners probably use some type of selenite stick or wand um, just to kind of clear the energies. There is, there is a way to clear negative energies uh, with Reiki at the end. I just feel like the crystals are just kind of like an added bonus. I really actually got into Reiki, or crystals, um, right after I started practicing Reiki. So it kind of was like hand-in-hand. Hand. When I when I was attuned to level two, uh, part of the attunement training actually mentioned crystals and how they could be incorporated, and then I got my first crystal, and and now I have a a nice large collection. So there's there's lots to learn about crystals. Um, we're, we're obviously not going to talk too in-depth about them now, but just some of the basic crystals, especially with energy healing, I would say si- selenite's perfect for clearing negative energies and just transmuting them. Uh, clear quartz is always good for just about anything. It helps amplify any other crystal as well. Uh, amethyst is always a good healing crystal. Yeah. That reiki practitioners use i
0: i I love rose quartz and i was gonna
1: say rose rose quartz is also a popular one because like i said quartz is pretty universal you can use quartz for like clear quartz for pretty much anything rose quartz has the added value of being good for the heart chakra and
0: which if you have anxiety i highly recommend getting a rose quartz which we sell crystals in the studio too and we have rose quartz bracelets and just the tumble stones but um or no they're polished right they're tumble stones but I have a rose quartz mala like so when I wear these things they have meaning it's not just like oh this looks cute I'm gonna throw it on sometimes that might be the case but and all of our crystals at the studio are reiki charged, so they're cleansed so like if you're gonna buy crystals anywhere you want to make sure that you clean them either like physically wash them or put them out in a full moon or the sun or like Jay said with with selenite that cleanses but smudging and then we also Jay I should say we Reiki um, I guess I reiki. Reiki? basically I
1: just Reiki charge them, heal them um, just to, it kind of amplifies whatever healing properties they have. so and that lasts as long as the crystal lasts. So it's just a, just an added bonus that I just can share with with all my crystals and with anyone that wants them.
0: Yeah, but I, I kind of have a funny story on how I was first impression of crystals. so I used to watch like the hills. And they had Heidi and Spencer on there. And Spencer got super into crystals and, like, would wear all these things. And I was just like, this guy is so weird. I remember thinking
1: he was weird. What the
0: hell? And then all of a sudden, now I'm into crystals. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm probably that weirdo that everybody's like, what is wrong with her? But it's like, I get it now. Like, it just, whether it's in my mind or what, I I choose to believe that it, it works. And, I mean everybody that I talk to that it's like you buy that first crystal and it's like you're addicted because you see how much it works
1: yeah yeah and it really to me it doesn't matter like some some people think that it's a placebo effect and uh, to me yeah. the, the placebo effect can be just as effective as any other crystal medication or whatever it is so it to me it doesn't matter how it works as long as it works mm-hmm. so as as long as I believe in crystals and I'm noticing and feeling the benefits of them then I'm going to keep practicing that way so but yeah you have to be open-minded to it
0: yeah for sure and for me um because I recently probably in the last year just started getting into meditation and when I meditate with crystals I feel it too so they're pretty powerful little stones as long as you have the right crystals so i definitely recommend like most crystal shops have like a crystal bible or people there are like knowledgeable that if you asked because i remember uh i went to a crystal shop and was looking at the different crystals and i was asking the guy like i need something for anxiety like i just need something to help me relax and he had recommended spiderweb jasper mm-hmm. But he had warned me, he's like, just like, do not walk around with this crystal, like, use it at home when either you're meditating or you're just sitting down and you need to relax. Because he says it's like taking a volume. So like, he had somebody who actually brought it back because they were like, I can't walk around with this because it makes me so tired and like just, and he's like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to walk around with it. So you need to know what you're getting cleansing is super important because other people are touching the crystals you don't know what kind of uh, you know things they're releasing into the crystals so but I thought it was pretty cool how we took our nephew there and he felt he picked up a crystal he's 11 I think he was 10 at the time and he picked up the crystal and he felt something Mm -hmm. and I was like what kid I feel like (laughs) would be able to pick up a crystal right away and be like whoa like I feel and I know he's super uh, into Reiki now and Wants to be attuned, and yeah, which he's is a, pretty cool.
1: He's actually done uh, the research of the history of Reiki on his own.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that with kids with like? So what age would you say that people could get attuned? Because I know you know somebody that was attuned when she was like five or something.
1: Six. I think she said she was six. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's really... Uh, you know, it's not like you have to be 18 and up or something like that. It's just... It's to the parents' discretion and... You know, kids Kids are actually easier, I believe. There's there's actually someone that has, like, a child's um, Reiki manual that's actually, like, a coloring book. And it's it's a coloring book, so, you know, it's not for, you know, 10-year-olds. It's actually probably for, like, 5 and 6 years old. Their training's a little different. They, they're they not taught how to give a Reiki treatment, per se. They're just taught to kind of feel the energy and put their hands wherever they Feel like they want to intuitively, you know, as, well, as far yeah, kids as
0: kids are very intuitive. As far as
1: sharing the energy, I think I think actually, kids are probably more open to it because they have less programming that's been instilled yeah. in them. You know, if they only have five, ten years of whatever. You know, depending on how they're raised, not judging, but you know, just saying it to be open to it, it it's a little easier. So you know, our, our nephew feeling the energies, I think kids are more susceptible to that because they're still. They're still open, they're right. still creative, you know with Reiki it's um Reiki's really awesome because you can kind of use your imagination and use it whenever or wherever you want. You can you know use Reiki on your food or use Reiki on your job interview that you have next week, you know you can do distance healing, future past you can you know you can clear past karmas
0: well we all have energy, right It right. makes sense, like physiology i mean we are energy right, we're energy. <laughs> Um, we, there's energy all around us, mm-hmm. which brings up another point of like being around other energetic people. Like I know for me, and I've talked to people who have issues going out in public in big crowds because they just get overwhelmed. And it's like, cause all the energy that's around you, it's just too much. You're taking it all on. So wearing a protection stone is super important and, uh, you're just more open to it receiving energy without probably even realizing you know that feeling when you go around somebody and you're like there's just something about that person I don't know what it is but just something when I'm around them it just doesn't feel right well because you're feeling their energy
1: yeah
0: so wearing protection stones is something else I highly highly recommend if you're if you feel that way and maybe now knowing what we're telling you you might be more open to realizing well everything energetically is connected physically emotionally and things like that it all makes sense but i i would highly recommend a protection stone if you if that's the way you feel going out
1: yeah and reiki has actually helped me with that because i was very i'm an empath and i, I usually take on other people's energies and actually the more deeper into my reiki practice i get i've realized ways to kind of protect myself even without a protection stone i mean i do wear bracelets um, they kind of protect me from negative energies, but sometimes I don't have them on. And with, with Reiki and being more aware of my energy and other people's energies, I'm able to kind of block them or, you know, not take them on and realize when I'm taking on someone else's energy, and that's, like, not my anger. Sometimes, you know, it's like you're around someone that's angry, and you start getting angry, too. It's like, you know, kind of like that crowd effect. And just being in public places, too, um, has gotten a lot easier for me in the in the past year just because I'm more aware of my energy and like I said when I'm taking on other energies so that's nice too but yeah protection stones are good
0: well yeah and then I know when we had the intuition workshop she said like imagine you're putting up like armor like you're putting on some kind of it could be armor could be whatever you want to see that you're putting over yourself when you go to these situations like visualization is so like it's just crazy how visualization works. Like I know a lot of athletes use it to visualize them, you know, getting a home run or whatever mm-hmm. it is. They just visualize in it and it happens. So putting on this visualization of suit of armor or whatever it is you're gonna protect yourself with and then going out into the public and feeling protected. I think, makes a huge difference, too.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I also, like I tell people, though, um, because I've actually gotten to the point now where I don't protect myself from negative energies, Um, but I think that's because I'm... I don't want to say I'm more advanced than people, but I am more aware of it, and it's because I feel if you're getting people with negative energies that are coming to you, it's because you're attracting them.
0: Well, yeah, like law of attraction, we said.
1: Right, so and the only reason you're attracting them is because there's something going on with you. So protecting yourself is good if you can't handle it, but you also will never deal with it. You know, it's like it's like ignoring that frustration that you have. Mm-hmm. Like if you're frustrated about something instead of instead of talking about it or, you know, expressing it, if you keep holding it in, it's never going to leave you. Yeah. So if I'm attracting something negative, that means there's something negative inside me that I need to deal with and maybe I can deal with that through this negative person. Mm-hmm. So Protection is good when needed, but right. I also feel like there's a time when you need to be open to it when you're ready to face or deal with something, you know, to deal with it that way. And there's many ways you can do that with crystals, with Reiki, with meditation, with yoga. You know, there's, there's so many different avenues you can go down to, right. to help yourself, even, even diet, you know, energetically, oh, food yeah. has energy. Food for sure. So.
0: Um, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about, because I think this is pretty interesting, reiki on animals because i i know you were kind of going to get into that a little bit with going to like a doggy place and maybe working with the dogs and doing some reiki and
1: yeah i mean you can you can use reiki on like i said anything you can use on animals food water uh our dogs love it they that's i think that was like one of the first things that i actually practiced reiki on was our puppies and
0: well yeah and, and i noticed how attached they are to you all the time they just want to be by you because that energy is so relaxing and our dogs you know they're little pins, so they're high strung all the time and the older one has separation anxiety so I know you've been working with him and I know you've been also working with um, your mom and dad's dog to try and help him calm down a little bit because he's had some trauma in his life so
1: yeah and he actually um up until I actually tried practicing Reiki on him, he's kind of he's he's really high strung, especially when you're holding him. And I actually got him to kind of roll over on his back and be submissive and just kind of rub his belly, which he really doesn't do. And I had never had him do that until I was like practicing Reiki on him. So yeah, it is really cool to to practice on animals. You
0: yeah, know, I they think that's they can cool.
1: have imbalances too.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially for us, our dogs are our kids. Mm -hmm. So whatever we can do to help them, like, they can't talk to us, you know, but if we can help them the best that we know how and do Reiki on them, why not? I know we even put, like, you know, people laugh because when we leave the house, it's like we
1: We leave the TV
0: TV on, you know, or, you know, (laughs) we'll play music for them because it calms them down. Like, I put the diffuser on. I know there's some controversy with leaving Diffuser on with pets, but it, like I just put, you know, some relaxation stuff for them, cause they're our babies. Yeah. And they feed off of our energy though too. So the more relaxed we are, the more relaxed they'll be and vice versa. So I think it's, it goes hand in hand, but uh, I'm really excited because we offer Reiki treatments at the studio and you do, you can do just the Reiki just the Reiki treatment or you could do the crystal Reiki. Yes. And then now we're doing you're doing the first level one attunement at the studio which I'm super excited about and then you're gonna be doing a level two probably end of February?
1: Yeah either end of February or beginning of March.
0: So but you have to be level one to be level two so for those who can't make the level one You'll be doing another level one, you think, soon?
1: I'm looking to do another level one. I'm also looking to possibly do some one-on-ones if people need to, you know, if they can't make it to a class setting as well, uh, just depending on my availability. So, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. And, you know, people ask, I actually just had two clients last week ask me, like, how often, you know, should I get a Reiki treatment? And it's like the hardest question to answer because it really depends on you, I always tell them, I'm a Reiki master, and I get a Reiki treatment on myself every single day.
0: Yeah, if I so, could, I would have Reiki done every single day. I just don't have time for that.
1: But you, I don't have time to give you one every day <laughs> either. But it's, So it's not affordable to anyone to get a Reiki, well, if it is, awesome, to get a Reiki treatment every single day from somebody, and I wouldn't expect anyone to do that. But with level one, you can at least start practicing on yourself on a daily basis, even though it may not be as effective as a master But it can be, you know, so then you don't, you can start doing self-care instead of having to come. But even as a Reiki master, I still, I I realized that I still need my own Reiki treatments. I go to Reiki shares. i was just
0: going to bring up Reiki shares. Yeah. I, you know, I've never been to one. We're going to start doing them at the studio Mm -hmm. and ours are going to be open to people who aren't even Reiki attuned. Because I know some people prefer only Reiki practitioners at their shares, but I know we were talking about opening it up to people who want to know more, interested in...
1: And get some time. Yeah, I want it. to open it up to people that are interested and want to at least have some type of experience. The, the only thing is with the Reiki Shares is you have to make sure you have enough people that actually are Reiki-attuned. Yeah. So as long as we have a decent amount of people that are Reiki-attuned, then having other people in there to at least experience it and see is not a problem with me. Like, I don't, I don't mind sharing, you know?
0: Which, because I know... well. I know, but people might not know that there's various types of Reiki and the one that you're attuning us in is
1: It's Asui, which is the original one that was discovered a little over hundred years ago by Makeo Asui so that's like the that's the foundation to any other Reiki if any that I know of. I know there's an Egyptian one I'm not sure if that one stems off of Asui or not, but most of the other ones. The different techniques all come from this is, like, the the origin.
0: That's crazy that you say only 100 years ago. Because, like, thinking about yoga, that's, like, (laughs) 5,000 years. Yeah. And I know you said when it was brought, because it was originally developed in Japan, right? Correct. So when it was brought here, you said Reiki treatments were, like, $10,000 or something like that? Well,
1: that's just, um, no, to become a Reiki master. To get attuned to a Reiki master, um, it was $10,000. So uh, it was rare. I said I'd I'd love to meet someone that actually paid ten thousand dollars. Like I'm curious because I mean not only
0: they probably got some powerful reiki flowing through. It was was probably
1: like eighty years ago, but to to pay that much for it is just kind of interesting. I like to see the type of person that they are now. You know, after eighty years of reiki.
0: (laughs) But like (laughs) also when we were talking earlier today, you said it was more like selective on who actually.
1: Yeah, I that's just my opinion, but it seemed like it was more they made it more exclusive cuz obviously putting a $10,000 price tag on something would, you know, kind of give it oh, that yeah. exclusivity. Especially
0: 80 years ago or whatever 100 years ago.
1: Yeah, and I think people are just now, well not just now, but you know, in the recent years looking more of it as it is a universal thing and we want to share, like, I would love to just do Reiki treatments all day, every day on everyone, but I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still want to live my life. And so the easiest way to do this is to, to share level one classes and level two. And so that people can start not you know, level one, you can practice on yourself and you can practice on other people. Um, I wouldn't recommend starting a business if you're only level one, at, like practicing Reiki on others. Uh, most, most places say you have to be level two. Yeah. So and then level two you can start sharing with others, which to me is awesome too. Because like I said, I can't get to everyone. So the more people that I can share it with and spread it, and then they can share it, and you know, it's healing the world one one Reiki treatment at a time.
0: Yeah, and all intention based. So making sure that when you're sending out your Reiki energy, you're setting positive intentions and not using it for because you could actually lose it if you do. Like, yeah, if
1: you if you if you're using Reiki for a negative reason or intention, um, you can actually lose your attunement. So it's not made for that and it won't allow you to do that. So, I mean, you shouldn't have, I mean, you, you don't have to be careful with it. You just make sure that you, you have pure positive intentions while using Reiki and you're not trying to do it to, to hurt somebody or to, to to gain advantage over someone. It's okay to do it, to get a raise for your job, but it's not okay to do it to stop someone else from getting a promotion or something like that. Just as an example.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know more about Reiki, you can email Jay, which is Jason them.
1: at soulflowyoga.com. That's F L O. Yes.
0: If you forget the email, go to our website, soulflowyoga.com, and then you can contact him about that and read a little bit about, you know, him and his journey and he's got a Reiki page on our website, so you can read about that. And then you can follow us on social media on Facebook Soulflow Yoga Inc. and then Instagram Soulflow Yoga One. And we always post on there when we're gonna be doing our next Reiki. We do Reiki meditations. We do we did a Reiki restorative class. So we kind of do those every other month. And you know, now we're doing attunements so you can keep up to date with all of those things. But he can definitely you can see Jay to do a private Reiki session also if you're interested in that. But, yeah, follow, and then always Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify. Subscribe to our podcast, share it, and uh, anything else before we get out of here for today? I, I mean, I feel it's... like we could talk about this all night, but... <laughs>
1: I know, I, I really could. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. You know, so to end this, I know we talked about maybe ending these with meditations. Mm-hmm. My only... Um, skepticism about that is that you know people like to listen to these in the car while they're driving so I don't want them to, to hurt themselves <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can't meditate while relaxed. driving but I figured maybe we see if, if people are open to it to just kind of send some reiki energy just for a couple minutes so it, it's kind of meditative. So if you are driving pause this right now and um, you know get get into a comfortable seated position and you're, you're gonna kind of just sit as if you're meditating and close your eyes. And just just relax, start focusing on your breath, and then imagine that you're receiving a healing energy, bright white energy coming in through the top of your head, and just going down, all the way down to the bottom of your toes, just filling your body with bright white healing energy, and just let that fill up your body. And then as you're enjoying the healing energy, just continue to focus on your breath. And don't worry about the thoughts that are coming in. Just let them come. Let them pass. Don't feed into them. And then just take a deep breath. And as you exhale, let go of all the negative energy. And then take one more deep breath. Maybe sigh out all that negative energy and just feel relaxed. And now you guys can just start opening your eyes. Maybe wiggle your fingers and toes and just come back. So so while you were doing this, I'm sending distance energy healing. Just a little little quick taste. If you feel something, awesome. If you don't, it doesn't mean it didn't work. If you're open to it, it will work. I. Uh, Reiki energy goes towards your greatest good, so whatever was best for you right in that moment, it worked. And if you want, you can replay this every day for the rest of your lives, or when you know, anytime you feel like you want a little quick Reiki fix, go ahead. And you know, I think that was it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in again.
0: Real quick before yeah. we leave, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up about our special community yoga this Friday, this Sunday, the Sunday the thirteenth. Yes. 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. We have It's free, but we have a special class this Sunday where we're going to be having a drumming circle. Um, Taylor Godfrey, who did the Mala Making Workshop, if you were there, she's going to be leading practice as we open up and balance the chakras, which we kind of talked about, which we'll definitely have another episode for that. But with a drumming circle, so... If you can make it, I would highly recommend it. It's free to come again, but you have to pre-register on MindBody or our website because it's going to fill up fast. We're already halfway full. So if you are interested in that, sign up right away. I think you will definitely love it.
1: Yeah, and that's actually going to be followed by a free meditation, and I'm actually going to do it on how to find your spirit animal.
0: Which I'm psyched about because I think I know what mine is, but now I think I have two. So should be interesting, yeah. So this Sunday, five to six community yoga, six fifteen to six forty five guided meditation. Both are free to attend. Please pre-register though if you're planning on to it on to attend, because I don't want you to show up and then it's completely full and you're smashed in a corner. Or you know, we'll always we'll never turn you away, but it's just we like to keep it to a certain number so that people have room to move and they're not slapping their neighbors or (laughs) like they can't even like get into their yoga practice so other than that i think that's it always thank you for listening and subscribing and sharing and i've gotten a lot of positive amazing feedback from clients in the studio so i'm super excited
1: yeah we appreciate you guys
0: totally namaste everybody
1: namaste